have found the Card Man Podcast. If you're interested in collecting and investing in sports cards, then you're in the right place. What is the deal with Pokemon cards? This is Matt with the Card Man Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. And today I'm going to attempt to answer that question, at least partially. It's kind of a big topic, and a podcast isn't really the greatest platform to dive deep into it. There's really a whole series of books that you could write on why Pokemon collecting is popular, the different avenues that you can take to invest in the topic, all about the popularity of the cards, the TV shows, the video games, the toys, what have you. It's a huge topic. And so today I'm just going to take a look at the topic briefly as kind of an introduction for those of you that are primarily sports cards collectors, but are curious about this non-sports card world. So honestly, I was never really into Pokemon until my kids got me into it. I didn't understand the phenomenon behind it. When I was in junior high, I did play Magic the Gathering, another uh, collectible card game, but I grew quickly out of that. Um, actually, Magic was kind of my first experience buying and selling cards. Um, a lot of the cards that I had purchased in junior high and high school, I ended up trying to uh, flip them in college, and it was a huge failure. However, although I lost money on the venture, it did teach me something important about how to approach sports card collecting and even, even Pokemon cards. So the first lesson that I really took away from this is that some cards are worth more than others. And this makes sense, right? That's how it is with sports cards. There are certain athletes that their cards are just going to be worth more than, than other athletes. There are some stars as well, just like in sports. So Charizard, he is the, the big star of the Pokemon world. And for my son's birthday this year, we had bought him an elite trainer box of cards and he ended up pulling a Mega Charizard EX. I figured it was kind of a big card. It had Japanese characters on it. It was shiny, um, not a shiny, which I've since learned is a different type of Pokemon card, um, but it had a, a kind of a holographic background. It was pretty cool looking. So I immediately sleeved it and I looked it up as a PSA 10. I saw that this card was selling for more than $500 and had done so many, many times. This card was a big deal. And Cam is still super pumped about it. So I sent that card off to PSA a few months ago. There's still no word on grading, and I will be sure to report back to you when I know more about it. But the lesson here is that some of these cards are worth big money. On a similar note, um, in addition to some, some characters selling better than others, some sets are worth more than others. And this is true in sports, right? Think about baseball. We see multiple sets coming out per year, and some of those sets have more appeal than others. So Don Russ cards, they don't really tend to sell for as much as Topps cards, given the same player, the same rarity of the card, and so on. There's a few different reasons for this, and it's not a 100% perfect comparison, but for the, the sake of illustration, I'm going to stick with it. Different Pokemon sets are worth more than others. So anything pre-2005 especially they, those cards tend to have a much higher appeal than cards that come out this year first edition cards those cards from 99 2000 2001 um, and the many sets that uh 
that came out around that time, they tend to be a lot more expensive than the current sets. So some of those cards are the same. You're going to find Charizard in first edition. You're going to find Charizard in cards that come out in 2020. I'm sure future sets will also have Charizard. Now, I, gr I pulled a Charizard from the 2016 set XY Evolutions a few months ago, and I sold that card for $40. $4 pack, $40 sale. Awesome, right? Well, a Charizard, that same card, looks exactly the same, but with a different date on it, from first edition, those cards routinely sell for more than $2,000. I saw one on eBay a couple days ago that ended up selling for $17,000. That is a huge difference. The older the card, generally speaking, the more it's worth, given the same condition, so on, so forth. All right. You have heard me mention PSA a few times so far in this podcast and in earlier earlier episodes. They are a grading service, and they really warrant a whole episode um, talking about grading on their own. What grades do for you, especially when it comes to Pokemon cards, is they standardize what your card is worth. So a card that grades a 10, the best possible grade you can get, is going to be universally better than a card that grades as a 9. And because it's in better condition, they're going to sell for more. So if you pull a card fresh out of the pack, you're not guaranteed to get a 10. But if it's a monster of a card like that Charizard was, well, you want to sleeve it, you want to get it graded, because ungraded, those cards don't go for much more than $20, $30. Purchasing a card that's graded gives you a standard that you are you're not relying on the, the person who's selling it saying, oh, it's mint. You're relying on a professional third party who has no interest in the value of the card. Um, and it gives you a, a measuring stick to really know what you're getting. Grading can be expensive, though, and that's the downside to grading your Pokemon cards. I usually go through a group so I can get a, a slightly cheaper price when I do send my cards out. So alone you're going to spend 20 to 40 dollars depending on the card um but if you go with a group you can get a discounted rate so that's really what i would suggest as long as it's a group that you trust so i ended up paying 16 dollars to get cam's charizard graded now if i was going to sell that card i would want to make sure that i got i got more than my money back right you don't want to have a card that's worth a nickel go off to get graded because there's no way that you're going to sell that nickel card for more than $16 plus whatever you paid for the pack. You really only want to get your higher end cards graded. And this is true for sports cards too, right? So as long as that grade will boost the price of the card up above what you pay to have it graded, then you're in good shape. So considering that the raw ungraded Charizards don't sell for much and the high grades sell for 500 or more dollars, this I thought was a pretty good investment. So just like in the world of sports cards, a graded card is going to be a better investment than an ungraded one. Granted that it's the kind of grade that you want. Um, sometimes with uh, older stuff, uh, you can find that it doesn't really matter. Like a, a PSA 1.5 Mickey Mantle card is still going to sell for pretty a pretty nice amount. But obviously you're not going to, to find as many of those Mickey Mantles in awesome shape as you are Pokemon cards. So before we call it quits on Pokemon, I do feel like there's a little bit of an elephant in our little virtual room here that I should probably address. 
is it worth it to invest in Pokemon? Will Pokemon have any sort of appeal in 10 years, 20 years? So we can't tell the future exactly, right? But history says that, yeah, it probably will have some sort of appeal in the future. And history says, yeah, it probably will hold its value. So like I said earlier, I was really never into Pokemon as a kid. First edition came out when I was older in high school, and I just didn't care about it. I saw the show a couple times in college and was not impressed. I was way more into Dragon Ball Z and Naruto and could care less about Pokemon. But those shows really aren't popular anymore, and Pokemon still is. It has also created a huge franchise, and people who collected the cards now, they're in their early 30s now, and they're still collecting, and they have way more money to spend on Pokemon than they did when they were kids. There are the card games, there's the show, there's toys, there's video games, there's so much stuff on Pokemon. This is one thing that they did right that a lot of the other shows and games did not do. They kind of expanded into this huge franchise. It's not just cards. It's way more than that. Long story short, Pokemon has a market penetration that no other game right now can rival. The cards are not likely to lose value because of that. And as rarity of the older cards increases over the coming years, we're more than likely to see Pokemon prices keep going up. Can Pokemon cards retain value? Yeah, I think so. That's up to the future, but we can look at those indicators to see that yes is the most likely answer. I think that COVID has really boosted card prices across the board, and that's not always going to be the case. But we're not ever going to see these cards really lose a lot of value as long as there's demand for them. With early Pokemon collectors still being interested in it, I don't think Pokemon's going anywhere soon. All right, that's all for today, guys. Thanks for listening. This is The Card Man, and I will be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, be good to your neighbors and be good to yourself. 